Um, And we're going to plug away at verses 27 through 36. And uh, my, my assumption is if you have been in church, if this is not your first time in church, you've probably experienced this. And even if you have never been to church, um, you are probably familiar with what Jesus is teaching here. Um, it's something that we hear a lot. And so here we go. We're going to jump in. Luke chapter 6, uh, we're going to start in verse 27. The title of this is Love Your Enemies. So it says this, But I say to you who hear, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who abuse you. To one who strikes you on the cheek, offer the other. Uh, Offer the other also. And from one who takes away your cloak, do not withhold your tunic either. Give to everyone who begs from you, and from one who takes away your goods, do not demand them back. And as you wish that others would do to you, do so to them. Uh, Verse 32 says this, If you love those who love you, what benefit is that to you? But even for even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who do good to you, what benefit is that to you? For even sinners do the same. And if you lend to those from whom you expect to receive, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners to give back the same amount. But love your enemies and do good and lend, expecting nothing in return, and your reward will be great, and you will be sons of the Most High, and he is kind to the ungrateful and the evil. Be merciful even as your Father is merciful. Hey, guys, let's pray. Father, Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you for... for allowing us to experience you this morning. And that's my prayer, Father, that we would experience you, um, that we would learn something from your word this morning. And from that, God, we would, we would alter the way that we live our lives. God, thanks for all that you're doing um, and just all the blessings that you've given us. Uh, it's in your name we pray. Amen. So I have a theory. This is not, this, some of this is biblical, most of it is not. Okay, so I have this theory. There are five types of love. Okay, And so today's message is called the kind of love that you want, the kind of love that you want. And so as I've gone through life, I have created this theory, some borrowed from others, some borrowed from God's word, that there are five types of love. Everything that you love can fit into one of these five categories. And so the, the, the first type of love that we're going to look at, that we're going to talk about is the, type, the, the love of family. It's the love that you have for your family, for your parents, for your aunts and uncles, for your siblings, even though sometimes you don't feel it completely. Like, there, there's this family type of love. It's the type of love that you have for your family, for those people who you consider your family. The second type of love is our friend love. The, the kind of love that you express and you display towards your friends. And if you really look at it, you begin to realize that those loves, are, they're different. You know, there's the, very rarely can you say, well, they fall into friend love and family love. The reality is they're different. And if you consider a friend part of your family, it's really a family love. And it differs from those friends that you have that you would say, I have a friend love for them. So we have family love. We have friend love. And then it's the one we're all searching for. It's true love. You know, the love that you think you might have right now with your boyfriend or your girlfriend, the love that you're hoping to find one day, the true love, that person that you love that one day you will marry. You're searching for that true love. It's like the romantic kind of love. And so we've got family love, we've got friend love, we've got true love. Then we come to my favorite type of love. It's cheeseburger love. The way you love, yes, 
Yes. Cheeseburger love. This is the love that you're like, man, I love cheeseburgers. You know what I mean? I love a cheeseburger in a completely different way than I love Emily, than I love my family, and that I love my friends. But I love cheeseburgers. For you, it might be I love tacos, or I love video games, or I love uh, music, or I love the thing, my car, whatever it is. This fourth type of love is what I call cheeseburger love. It's my favorite love. It's my favorite one to talk about because it's the one that tastes the best with bacon on it. You know what I mean? Like that's the kind of love that I'm sometimes searching for. It's my, my stomach love. And so we've got those four types of love. And then the last love is the love that we're going to focus on, that Jesus focuses on, and that's God love. We've got God love. And in the Bible, the, in, in, in Greek, this is referred to as agape. Essentially, it is the love that God has for us that we are supposed to display to others. You know, God has perfected this type of love, and we're working towards it. It's agape love. It's the kind of love that we don't deserve. Like, God loves us, even though we don't deserve it. Even though we're sinful, God has an incredible love for us. And so we've got your agape or your God love. And so there... I truly believe that no matter what you do, as you walk through life, you can fit all of the things that you love into one of these five categories. If you can come up with a six, let me know, because I would love to expand my message to six different types of love. But right now, I found five, and I really think that it fits into the kind of love that we display and experience can fit into one of those five types of love. And so what my question for us is today is what is, the, what is the kind of love that you want? What's the kind of love that you want? It can vary from setting to setting. Like you can go into a, a you know, a, you can go hang out at Starbucks with your buddies. You can experience friend love, you know? And so as you, as you prepare for that, you know what kind of love you're going to experience. And sometimes you go into a, a, a specific setting, maybe, you, maybe you're going on a, on a date with your boyfriend or your girlfriend, and you know in preparation what kind of love you need to give out. Maybe you're really hungry and you're heading to Taco Bell, and you're like, I am about to experience a quesadilla love. And you're preparing yourself for that. You get excited for it. And so really what we're going to do today is we're going to focus on that God love. We're going to focus on the God love, and Jesus talks about that in this Sermon on the Plains that, that Luke talks about. So let's jump in. Let's see what, what, what Jesus is saying to us so that we can experience agape love, so that we can give it back out, so we can experience that God love and we can give it back out. And we can start to see that God love displaying itself in our friends and in our family, not necessarily in our meals. I don't know that it fits there. But as we interact, we can begin to see that type of love. And so let's jump in. So we're back in verse 27. It says, But I say to you who hear, love your enemies and do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who abuse you. And so what Jesus is saying here is there are a lot of places where it is easy to give out that love. You know, there are times where, you know, Christmas morning, it's probably easy to, to display that family love. Because you're like, man, it's, you know, we're, we're, we're gathered around together, we're giving gifts to one another, and it's just love that we experience. Maybe here, it's easy to experience that friend type of love. Maybe here, it's easy to, to, to connect with your friends and experience that type of love. But what Jesus is saying is he's focusing on that God love, that agape love. He said, blessed are those who hear. He continues, 
but love your enemies, do good to those who hate you. And so he starts to focus in on these different specific words that we feel against us. He says, do good to those who hate you. Like my hope is you can't, but the reality is you probably can't think of some people who dislike you very much. I hope it's not a hate, but you can begin to think of some of those people that don't like you. Some of you are smirking and like nudging each other and be like, hey, I saw it was on Instagram last night. They do not like you, right? Let's be honest. I saw the different things that are going around in the school and they do not like you at all. You, st- you, you stole their boyfriend or your girlfriend. There's some drama that's rising up and they dislike you. And so what Jesus is telling us is, that we need to love those people. It says, do good to those who hate you. And so those people that come after you on social media or in school or through the rumor mill, when you feel like they are hating you, what Jesus is saying, you need to do good to them. Jesus goes on to say, bless those who curse you. Like these are the people that when you walk down the hall, they see you and they mumble under their breath because they just, they don't like you. They are hoping for bad things to happen to you. And Jesus says, in this moment, when you know who those people are, your response is to look for a way to bless them. Like, look into their lives, see what they're lacking, and find an opportunity to bless them. He goes on to say, and pray for those who abuse you. I love the terminology because here's the thing. People can abuse you, can abuse you in a lot of different ways. They can abuse you verbally they, with their words. It can be abusive to you. There are, there, there's physical abuse. And so here's the, here's the cool thing about this. Jesus says, like, those people, those are the people you need to pray for. Because the reality is, if they are abusing you, that's probably not the person you need to be having a face-to-face conversation with. Like, if you know, if I go and interact with this person, like, this guy, he's going to knock me out. Like, he's going to try and knock out my front teeth, like, That's the person. Jesus says, okay, don't interact face-to-face with him. That's the person that you need to pray for in your life. And so he goes on in in verse 29, he says this, to one who strikes you on the cheek, offer the other. And from the one who takes away your cloak, do nothing to withhold your tunic either. And so what he's saying here is if you do find yourself and that person hits you, what Jesus is saying is offer your other cheek. So I, I, I take a punch of this and it says offer this other side to them. And what Jesus is saying is not necessarily in, in the sense of in a physical altercation, like just take hits left and right. What he's saying is when someone, when someone does something against you, what you need to find yourself doing is avoiding the natural reaction to swing back. We need to avoid the natural reaction and not seek revenge on them. What we have to understand is is And Jesus here, he's talking to those who are believers, those who have followed him, those who love God. And so what Jesus is saying here is when we find ourselves in those situations, we need to avoid the natural reaction to swing back or to to reply or or make a a, a post that that goes after them. What's that thing called when you like post something about someone? What's it called? A sub? Sub? Yeah, subtweet. It's ridiculous. Like maybe you're like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pose back. But what, what Jesus is saying is here, avoid the natural reaction that we have in those moments. Do not seek revenge. We need to respond in loving them. And what he's saying by offer the cheek, you have to understand that the way that they, that, that they feel about us, it may happen again. So you have to be ready for that. 
But what Jesus is saying over and over and over again here is those people that we dislike, those people that dislike us, that we don't get along with, whether it's our friends, whether it's our family, whether it's those people in school, whether it's an ex-boyfriend or girlfriend, the way that we need to respond is in blessing, in love, in prayer for them. Our focus needs to be on them and helping them when they're trying to hurt us. He talks about the, this, this cloak and tunic. He says this, Jesus, Jesus says, and from the one who takes away your cloak, do not withhold your tunic either. And so he says, when someone runs up and they, 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 they steal your stuff, if they're trying to take more, just let them have it. Bless them. Jesus constantly comes back to this. Hey, when someone tries to do something negative to you, your response is always supposed to be positive. And this, this continues what Jesus talked, what we, what we learned last week, where Jesus is saying, hey, this is the way we live the world, and this is what we need to do. We need to flip it upside down. We need to avoid our natural reactions, the, the reactions that we're prone to, the, the, the reactions that we're drawn to, the things that we really want to do in our sinful nature is the thing that we must not do. We must do the opposite. I mean, so much he says that if somebody, somebody hits you, offer your other cheek to them to say, hey, here." Come after me again. But I'm going to respond in love. I'm going to pray for you. I am going to look for opportunities to bless you. You know, I think of this, this, this verse here, and, and it, it's just it's, an, it's a constant reminder that people look to me as a person who professes to, to, to love Jesus, to follow Jesus. People look to me to see how I'm going to react. And they do to you as well. And so Jesus is saying, hey, if, if you want to follow me, if you love God, we need to respond in these ways. In verse 30, he says this, give to everyone who begs from you and from the one who takes away your goods, do not demand them back. And as you wish that others would do to you, do so to them. So he says, do everything in a way that you would hope to be treated. It's the, it's, it's the golden rule. I, mean, I, I believe that all of us have heard this. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. And so what we need to do is, is we need to look at the kind of love that we want. We need to look at the kind of love that we want in our lives, and we need to display that type of love. Jesus goes on and he continues to talk through this. He continues to talk through what it looks like and why we need to do it to everyone, not just those people we get along with. He says, if, in 32, he says, if you love those who love you, what benefit is that to you? If you extend love to those people who are already loving you, what benefit is that to you? You're already experiencing love from them. It's the easy kind of love. It's we're going after the things that are easy. It's like in life. If we are constantly going after the things that are easy, the benefits in our lives really don't grow. Like if, if, if where are my seniors at? I always, go, I always pick on you guys. If you would have gone easy this year and said, I'm going to take like the bare minimum, if you would have been like Ryan Shumway and taken a lot of classes pass fail just to do the bare minimum to get by, you probably would, have, would not have benefited a lot from this year. But there's those of you who are taking AP classes and you're prepping for, for, for the difficult classes in hopes that you can get the credit now for something that you will earn down the road. You are doing something that is difficult now. 
to reap the benefits. Jesus is saying, don't necessarily, he, he's saying, continue to bless your friends, continue to interact and be kind to them. But when you really do that, there's no real great thing that comes of it because it's easy. We're, we're reaping these benefits that are easy. We're, we're, we're picking the low-hanging fruit, as they call it. So he says, and if you do good to those if you do good to those who do good to you, what benefit is that to you? Even sinners do the same. Let's be honest. We treat our friends, whether we believe in Jesus, whether we don't, whether we have a relationship with him, whether we don't, whether we're atheist, Buddhist, agnostic, a believer of Jesus, the reality is you treat your friends kindly, no matter where you find yourself, no matter what faith system that you have, whether you have one or not. So, so what Jesus is saying here is, I'm, I'm looking for you to look outside your bubble. Whether you're a believer or a sinner, whether you are saved or unsaved, whether you are righteous or not, we treat our friends kindly. He's saying, no, the people that you don't interact with on a daily basis, the people that you don't get along with in the best way. It says in verse 34, and if you lend to those from whom you expect to receive, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners to get back the same amount. And so this reminds me as I'm reading through this, it, it, it helps me to start to think about some times in my life where I've had an opportunity to bless someone else, where I've had an opportunity to bless someone that I do know and that I get along with or someone that I don't know or someone that I don't get along with or someone that I have no relationship with. Here's, 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 here's my question, one of my questions for you. How do you treat the person that can do absolutely nothing for you? How do you respond to that person? How do you treat the person who can do absolutely nothing for you? Do you, do you not engage with them? Do you push them away? Do you say, I, I don't have time to interact with that person because really, like, you know, I'm a senior, they're a freshman, they've got nothing to offer me. I'm a starter and they're fourth string and I, I don't want to engage with them. I don't need them in my life. How do you treat the person that can do nothing for you? I mean, that's really what we're talking about here. Those people, like, those people that you dislike or dislike you at your school that you naturally conflict with for whatever reasons, there is a mindset of, I want nothing from them. I can get nothing from them. And so I'm not going to pursue a relationship with them. I'm not going to do anything kind for them because they would never do it for me. What Jesus is saying is, no, we do that for our friends no matter who we are. We do that for the people that we care about no matter who we are. But the thing that sets us apart as believers is when we say, I am going to do something for them. I am going to bless them. I am going to care for them. I am going to pray for them, knowing that they have nothing that they can offer me. It reminds me of this, this, this one Saturday. I Just look at me. I love donuts, right? You know what I mean? And so I stop at Dunkin' Donuts. I pick up a couple donuts. And I'm going to see my sister. And so I'm, I'm getting off the highway, and this is down, down in Canton, I pull off the highway, and I'd, I'd already eaten a donut, and so I've got my bag with another donut left, and I pull up to the, to the stop, stoplight, and there, there is this guy standing there. How many of you have ever seen a person like that, standing on the side of the road? Sometimes they have a cardboard, cardboard box or piece of paper, something written on it. Yeah, we've probably seen that. You know what I'm talking about, and there is this guy standing there. And I've seen this many times before. And they're literally, like, this is one of those examples of a guy who can do absolutely nothing for me. 
I have no relationship with him. I don't know anything there is to know about him. And the reality is I probably will never see him again. There is nothing that he can do for me. But he's just standing there, and I, I forget what his sign said. Probably something like anything helps, you know, disabled. One of, those, one of those things that you see a lot of the times on those signs. But as I look at him, I notice that his arms are like nine inches long. Like his whole arm is nine inches long. I noticed that he's wearing a poncho. I mean, it's a cold day. It was, it was you know, a couple months ago. He's wearing a poncho because the reality is he probably can't fit his arms through a coat and interact in a regular way. And so I just see him, and my heart breaks for this guy who can do nothing for me. There's absolutely nothing in the world that this guy can do for me. And my heart breaks for him. I don't know what it was. And so I pull up and I roll down my window and I go, hey, buddy, I don't have any money. I didn't have any money on me. I go, but I got a donut in here. It's yours if you want it. He lit up. He goes, yeah, man, that would be awesome. Thank you so much. So I reach out and I hand it to him. And this is what Jesus is talking about. If somebody needs your, your coat, your cloak, offer them to your tunic. So like I give him the donut and I pull away and for the next hour, this guy is all I can think about. Because I look at him and I go, he needed a donut. He wanted a donut. What else? Like, this is one of those guys that I see and it's like, literally, if you would have been like, man, I need a really good pair of shoes, I would have said, dude, take mine. Like, this is literally the, the, the manifestation of what Jesus is talking about. He says, if someone needs your, your cloak, offer them to your shirt. And as I think about it, I'm like, I'm like, man, what does that guy really need? Like, does he need, like, I would, I would love to give it to him. Like, if he, in that moment, like, as I'm reflecting on it, I was like, he, that guy's in need. He can do nothing for me. But what I realize, and what I think Jesus is trying to help us see is, he could do nothing for me. I could give him a donut. I could give him the clothes off my back, and like this, completely willing to. Completely willing to. He can do nothing for me. And as I walk away, I realize that he gave me more. The, the understanding of this verse, I understand in a far greater capacity than I ever could have before. I gave him a donut. What he gave me is a new outlook, a new aspect of life. To better understand what Jesus has called us to do and what Jesus has done in our lives. It's mind-blowing. Like, literally, to this day, I'm like, man, I wish I could see that guy again. To pull up and say, what do you need, buddy? What, like, what is your name? Hi, I'm Ryan. What is your name? And what do you need? The guy could do nothing for me. That's what Jesus is talking about. The people who, who hate us. I wish I had some grand story of a time a person hated me and I responded in the right way. I can't think of one because there's probably not that many because that's how we respond to those people who dislike us. But what Jesus is saying is take your mindset and you have to flip it upside down. You can't live life the way that the world lives it. He goes on and he says this, in verse 35, but love your enemies and do good and lend expecting nothing in return. 
and your reward will be great, and you will be the sons of the Most High, for he is kind to the ungrateful and to the evil. And so Jesus, what he does right here is he blows my mind as I read this, and I'm sure the people in the crowd, he blows their mind on the plains as he's talking through this, saying, the people that hate you, you have to love them. The people who want to kill you, you have to love them. The people that want to see you fail, you have to love them. The people who said yes when you tore your ACL or you got hurt or your class ranking dropped because they're looking to move into that, that's the kind of person that you have to respond to in love. That's the kind of person that you say, hey, you know what? I hope that you are blessed in what you receive and in what you experience. And my hope is that you do well. As opposed to saying, man, I'm on the sidelines now or I lost my spot or I didn't get the grades that I thought I would and they moved up. I hope that they fall further than I fell. You know, Jesus is talking to us here. He's showing us how we need to live our lives. I'm guilty of this all the time. Like, I don't reflect on this all the time. When I see, like, there's those specific moments where this comes to life and I see it and I see my opportunity. And the reality is I don't, and the truth is we don't always capitalize on every opportunity that we see. Sometimes we respond nasty. Sometimes we, we send that reply subtweet. Sometimes we hear somebody say something and we say, you, you want to know how I feel? Here's how I feel. This is what I think about you. And what Jesus says is, no, 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 you have to avoid the natural worldly reaction. Those of us who are in Christ, those of us who have decided to follow Jesus, what we need to now realize is we are called to flipping it upside down and when we are supposed to respond in hate, we respond in love. We respond to bless others. When we see that person standing in front of us who has nothing to offer us, we offer them everything that we have. Jesus says that that God loves those and he is kind to the ungrateful and to the evil. You know, I don't know about you. I, the reality is you probably know some people at your schools or in your neighborhoods who don't have a relationship with God. Last time, you know, I really looked at it and reflected on it. There are doctors, there are lawyers, there are multimillionaires, there are multi-billionaires who have no relationship with God. But God has blessed them in this world, even though he knows they may never respond to him in the way that he hopes that they do. You know, the reality is I pull up to those guys on the side of the road and the ones that just kind of look like a normal person, maybe a little bit dirty or, or whatever, I look at him and automatically I say, man, if I give him five bucks, I bet he'll put it in his arm with some drugs. Or he'll go or she'll go and she'll, she'll, she'll buy things that they don't really need. And I see that and I go, all right, I'm not going to give to them. Jesus says, no, it's not up to me how they, how they spend that or how they use that. Or if that guy takes a donut, says thanks so much, and throws it on the ground and stomps on it, that should be no difference to me than if they enjoy it and if they, they feel blessed with it. Je Jesus says that we will receive our reward. It will be great. Here's what I know. I know that that day I received a great reward and how I felt in my life and how I experienced that moment. But what Jesus is talking about is those moments, but even more in heaven, on the next side of eternity, we will have a great reward for how we treat those who can do nothing for us. 
What is the kind of love that you want? What kind of love do you want? Whatever that is, that's the kind of love you need to display. The kind of love that you hope to receive, maybe, maybe, maybe some of you don't have a great relationship with your parents, the kind of love that you hope that you want to receive from your father and or your mother, the hope, the kind of love that you would really like to receive from, a, from a, a, a boyfriend or a girlfriend, someone who might be a potential spouse one day, that is the kind of love that you need to display, not just to your parents, not just to that person, but to everyone, to the person who has nothing to offer to you. And we see in the last verse, Jesus says, be merciful, even as your father is merciful. And what he's saying here is, God blesses us over and over and over. He gives to us. He loves us when we are living against him. There are moments that we can all probably all point to back, back to this week and where we were living against God whether we're being dishonest with our parents, whether we're, whether we're pursuing a relationship for the wrong reasons, whether we are cheating on a test or our homework or whatever it is, there is probably a moment where we are living against God. And in that moment, God deserves to put out punishment on us. But what he does is he responds in love. And so our vision of what we need to be is found in God. And we, we go on to see that this is the love that Jesus constantly displays. I mean, Jesus is giving this message to those, a a crowd of believers so that they can go into the world and they can display who Jesus is through the love that they have experienced. And so what we need to realize is Jesus goes on with his earthly ministry. We'll continue to learn about all that Jesus did and all that he taught. But one thing that we know that Jesus has done, the one thing that we need to reflect on is in this message, he goes on then to live it out for the rest of his earthly ministry. I mean, so much that the people who hate him and despise him, he responds in love. So much love that the people who nailed him to the cross the people who beat him and whipped him, the people who cheered out, crucify him, kill him, destroy him, the people who hated him the most that took his life, but before they took his life, they tortured him and beat him and put him through agonizing pain, both mental and physical. Those are the people that he did it for. Those are the people that he loved. He went to the cross out of love and nothing else. And it was for them and it was for us. Because the reality is whether you're the one who's, who's, who's living your life against God, whether you look back to your past, there is all times where we can recognize that there was sin in our lives. And so we are just as guilty of putting Jesus on the cross as those people cheering and shouting, crucify him, just kill him, murder him. And so we see that love that Jesus has. And Jesus is saying, guys, that's the kind of love that we need to display to others. It's easy to love your friends. It's easy to love your family at times. It's easy to love those people that we get along with and those people that love us. 
Jesus is saying, keep loving them. But what I want to challenge you, Jesus is saying, the kind of love that you want, that's the kind of love that you need to give. The kind of love that you have experienced, that's the kind of love that you need to give out to the person who can do nothing for you, to the person that will go beyond that, the person who wants outright harm done to you. You know, I don't know where you're at. I don't know if you're here and you're like, man, I'm following Jesus and I know what that looks like. I don't know if you're here and you're saying, hey, I don't know what it looks like to follow Jesus, but here's the thing. Jesus came and he loves us. We experience that in his word and we experience that in our interactions together. And you may, you may be sitting here today saying, hey, I, I want to experience that type of love. I want to experience the type of love that Jesus has freely given to us. The kind of love that he would give up his life for me. If you want to experience that kind of love, if you want to experience what a relationship with Jesus looks and feels like, here's what I want to encourage you to do. Find someone in the room, an adult in the room, and talk to them and say, hey, I want to know what it looks like to experience the love of Jesus so that I can give it freely to others. If you're in here and you're saying, hey, I, I've experienced a relationship with Jesus. I have entered into a relationship with Jesus, and I know what that feels like. What we need to do is we need to respond with that type of love. It's hard. It can be really hard sometimes, but here's the thing. I know for sure it can't be as hard as the, the kind of love that Jesus poured out on those, on us, when we were undeserving, when we put him to his death. Jesus says, as he wraps up, be merciful even as your father is merciful. He sees the love, he's experiencing the love that the father has for all, the love that we get. Jesus is saying, I'm not asking you to give love that you don't receive. I'm asking you to give the love that you get every day from the father. The kind of love that we get every day from Jesus even though we're undeserving. He gives that kind of love to us. So guys, here's my challenge. What kind of love are you searching for? What kind of love are you going after? Display that in your life, and it's amazing. You allow the love that Jesus has poured out on us to pour it out on others, we're gonna have to build a new room. If we can be that kind of place here, that we love others, regardless of what they look like, what their economic status is like, whether they can do something for us or not. If we begin to love the type of people who hate us, this kind of place, people are going to say, is special. And we realize that it's special because we are just displaying the kind of love we receive every day from our, our Heavenly Father. Be merciful as the Father has been merciful to you. Let's pray. God, we thank you for your love. God, we thank you for your word. And how a a lesson that we've learned over and over and over again, uh, the golden rule, the, the rule that you've given us, how it's something that we can hear over and over and over again. And my hope, Father, is that it's something that, that means something new, that a new face came to our mind today. That we know where we need to display that love. God, I pray that you would just lead us 
that you would show us who specifically in our lives. I pray that you would bring them to our minds that we could know these are the people I need to go after. I need to pray for these people. I need to look for opportunities to bless these people. I need to love these people. God, we thank you for your love. We thank you that we have experienced the love that we can, we can give to others. I pray, God, that it would be something that we take personal. We would understand the sacrifice that you made for us so that we can give that kind of love. Father, I pray that you would convict our hearts, that you would put people in our lives that we can bless, that we can love on, and that hopefully, Father, that they can see the love in us and say that there's a kind of love that they need to experience that's so much more than what they've ever experienced, and they come to you and they experience a love that they can't find anywhere else. God, we thank you for these moments. We thank you for your word. We thank you for an opportunity to to respond in worshiping you and loving you so that we can go out of this place and we can continue to display our worship through our love of others. It's in your name we pray, amen.